What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatoito Boxing Show. One of two final episodes for the night. This is going to be our preview that we've been talking about for Mungia Rider. We are getting ready. We are awaiting their entrance. The, the crowd is on their feet right now. There's boxers talking to reporters. Uh, there's boxers everywhere taking pictures with people. The scene is absolutely insane. Think about it. It is January. January of 2024, but one month in, and boxing has been at an all-time high right now. Uh, every single week, we have seen some amazing events, fight after fight, and it's one month in. It's either making me nervous and, and we're excited because it's either a sign, a great sign for things to come later this calendar year, or it's making me nervous that we may potentially be witnessing the very best of this year so early that it could potentially be a dull year the rest of the way. I hope that's not the case, but we've seen that play out before. I don't uh, foresee that being the case. Um, I think that we are at the beginning of a great great year for boxing we have uh, the ring announcer coming into the ring i think we're gonna have announcements here soon uh so real quick i just wanted to jump on your point the, the atmosphere is awesome boxers are out mingling with the crowd we might have the world's last pimp also here taking pictures with everyone maybe we'll post this picture up on social someone can tell us who he is there's something um, brief that i that, that I, I don't want to cut you off it looks like they're getting ready let's just talk real quick about how we see this fight playing out right Mungia has left Eric Morales, someone who completely changed his style for the better and made, made a Mungia more conscious as to his defense, his punching power, saving his stamina. Eric Morales has such a huge effect on him, five or six fights that he stood with them. Now, Mungia is with Freddie Roach, and a Freddie Roach who spent years dismantling the style of Eric Morales as he prepared Manny Pacquiao to fight him. So what version of Jaime Munguia are we going to see today? A more enhanced, better version of Jaime Munguia? Or is it going to be a completely different style? Because what could be the detriment here? As such a seasoned fighter as Jaime Munguia is to this day, is it smart for him to change his style completely from night, night to day? Like, you shouldn't, right? So hopefully this is going to be a positive and we'll see a better version of Jaime Munguia rather than a confusing version of him. No, yeah. No, I agree. I, I will say, obviously, Munguia's coming off of... Uh, sorry, I might have gone a little out there. Sorry, obviously, Munguia's coming off of a tough fight with Derevchenko, where Derevchenko was able to expose some of his shortcomings defensively. I don't know if that's what prompted this change, but surprisingly, Munguia is only a negative... Uh, sorry, a minus 375 uh, on the odds, it looks like, if I remember right. So not, it's not expect. The odds makers are not seeing this as a as clear cut win as we saw with Colosso, right? So I don't know what prompted it. Uh, I do know Ryder is coming off of a loss. So uh, well, remember that Ryder is coming off. He's coming off of the big Canelo fight. He he was a mandatory for Canelo's title, and he ended up he ends up fighting Canelo and withstood the power of Canelo, the experience of Canelo, and gave him such a good fight out in Mexico, which was Canelo's homecoming to Mexico, 
he was busted up, he got dropped, and he kept coming forward, and that's what's making people nervous and the, and the odds makers about this, that he could potentially give Mungia a hell of a night and a hell of a ride, and he potentially could give Mungia problems to where he may very well be the one to give him his first defeat. We saw Mungia struggle with Devorichenko. This is a bigger, stronger version than Devorichenko, and it could very well be a bad night for Mungia. That's, that's the intrigue behind tonight. No, I agree. I think that if you look at, you know, different outlets, different different outlets um, who are reporting, uh, you know, multiple different outlets say that Mungia has not had the highest caliber of opponents. Um, I think he's a great fighter. I think he's an exciting fighter. Uh, they, you know, I've seen it said uh, that Derevchenko was his his first real step up as far as like the quality of, of the opponent for quite some time uh, I don't know that to be true but uh, I will say I, I think that all those factors playing into this uh, so we have you know, uh, we oh, see we something Ryder. else that may very well be a factor is the age, right? 35-year-old yeah. John Ryder versus a 27-year-old Mungia. Now, something that we've talked about off mic is Jaime Mungia has been getting prepared. He's been prepped and prepped and prepped and prepped, but never takes that leap into championship level, right? He pulled out of a fight years ago against Demetrius Andrade. He was in negotiations with Jamal Charlo. Never happened. The talks of him potentially fighting David Benavides or Canelo are there, but it just doesn't happen because he doesn't have that resume. John Ryder has been in with maybe lesser-known people, but his biggest fight today was Canelo. He didn't disappoint. He didn't win, but he didn't disappoint. And here we go. The introductions are starting. And let's take this. Let's take this all in. I hope you guys are surrounded by your family members, by your loved ones, by by hopefully big boxing fans because this is going to be one of those exciting fights and I think this may be Mungia Devorichenko too in Mungia and Ryder. How do you see it, Joe? How are we predicting this? Do we want to call it or do we just, uh, do we want to make a, a pick or do we do we just want to leave it to the fans and just enjoy the fight for now, what it will I be? I think I want to just enjoy this fight for what it's going to be because Perfect. there are so many, like I said, uh, uh, so many things up in the air, right? Uh, Mungia coming off a tough fight. Is that what's prompting the change in trainers, uh, change in style potentially? We don't know. So I, I definitely am interested in seeing this. I don't want to make any calls. Uh, I, I want to see this fight and then maybe just catch you guys on the other side of it and give your guys our, our thoughts on it. So as, as you finish saying that, John Ryder is starting to walk out to the ring. So here we go, the story of the night, the tale of the tape. Jaime Munguia, 42-0, a perfect unblemished record with 33 knockouts to his favor. John Ryder, on the other hand, is 32-6 with 18 knockouts. One of those six losses was a stoppage loss. Now, if you look at John Ryder's losses, look at the people that he lost. He lost to Billy Joe Saunders, a former Canelo opponent, somebody who was supposed to be a bigger promise at 168 and wasn't, especially after Canelo. We never saw or heard of him again. Uh, Nick Blackwell is the only man to have stopped John Ryder. That took place in 2015. Since then, he lost to Jack Ornfeld, relatively unknown. He lost to Rocky Fielding, who is retired now. He lost to Callum Smith, who is another former victim of Canelo, and who just recently challenged Arthur Ritter BF at 175 for all the titles. So the sky's the limit for John Ryder. We know he has solid work, a solid resume. 
we'll find out today if he's at the level of Jaime Munguia or if Jaime Munguia is at the level of John Ryder and if he's ready for that championship step up against a Canelo or a David Benavides. So, very exciting stuff. Jaime Munguia, we're waiting for him to walk out. And uh, listen, the record, the signs point for Jaime Munguia to have a successful night, but there's that intrigue that John Ryder could definitely be the one to spoil all the plans that are being laid out for Jaime Munguia from Golden Boy and for the boxing world, for the zone and, and for Matchroom. So it's something very, very, uh, very interesting that we're about to win. Jaime Munguia just made it to the. To his introduction point, you're about to hear the crowd. We're gonna let you guys listen to this. Listen to that crowd. Listen to that. Joe, also, you wanted to touch on the attendance tonight because we've been saying that this is near capacity and we missed a whole nosebleed section that we had no idea existed and we just looked up. So what are the numbers? What's the capacity and what are the numbers? At the All right, so capacity tonight? here at Footprint Center, 18,000 and change, 18,400. And I believe in attendance, we have just over 10,000. Well, so. just, just under 11,000. It was 10,836 is the number that they're giving us. So out of 18,000 capacity, the nosebleeds are basically empty for the most part. But what you see as the main bowl, this thing is right here to the gills and the main bowl, right? Yeah, for sure, so yeah. The 10,000 are down here, which means normally you would have, the tickets were priced just right because the bottom is packed and the up top, the nosebleeds are not. Normally that doesn't translate that well uh, in bigger fights because you'll have too expensive of a ticket, fighters will be up top or fans will be up top with the lower sections being empty, right? Yeah. So it looks like it was fairly well promoted and well priced and here we go. Here we go. Who's singing? Who's singing, Joe? Don't do this to me. So we have Jaime Munguia walking up to Alejandro Fernandez, mariachi music. Uh, everybody's in the ring right now. I'm sure if you're watching it, you're enjoying this. So we're gonna cut off and we'll see you guys, catch you guys at the, at the post uh, episode as we recap what, what will be of this fight. Enjoy the fight, and we'll catch you on the other side. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Let's see how this fight turns out. I'm excited. Here we go. Nick Kelly out.